a podcast brought to you by Energy Live News. It's Friday, it's four o'clock, it's Short Fuse, and a shout out this week to my mum. Ah, ah, there you go, mum. You're going to have a birthday on Sunday. I bought you a really cheap Chinese phone. That's what it's about. Um, also, shout out to Kevin Corcoran. Boo. Uh, we hear that Kevin's got some messages later that he sent by a very small carrier pigeon known as Jeff. We'll find out more. Um, I hope you've had a good week. It's been a bit cold. Definitely been bloody cold here. Even our little ginger elf was cold, weren't you, Fredo? Freezing. It was freezing. Yeah. And a uh, big shout out to George and Freddie this week who are doing the whole short fuse because Rob's off and Alex is at home just pretending to be ill, isn't he? He's a big girl. There we go. Uh, right, moving on to our story of the week. Right, so our story of the week this week is all about this co-op. So co-op has scrapped its standard variable tariff, the SVT. Now, uh, you may have heard of these things. These are the ones that people have put on when they're out of deals. And basically, it's been going on for ages that, uh, you know, consumers get ripped off because they don't go onto deals because they're put onto tariffs that are variable and those variable tariffs are really, really expensive. So um, this is quite interesting that they've now decided to take customers off because Co-op is one of those sort of smaller suppliers, uh, you could say. Um, we've all seen Centrica and Eon do this. And what they're going to do is they're going to put the uh, customers who are not on those tariffs onto a fixed price tariff. That fixed price tariff will be carrying on until May of next year. So May uh, 2019, and there'll be no exit fees. I think this is a very good thing. I think this is exactly the way that everything's gonna go for the consumer because it's unfair that one set of people get themselves savvy, get on the deals, that's great. But then they're paid for by everyone else being on these much higher rate SVTs. So uh, without doubt, not just co-op, I'm sure all suppliers will be doing this. We've already, as I said, had Centrica and Eon. I'm sure they'll all follow suit and it'll be the end of the SVT. But the thing that I, I liked about this story was that the fact that they're going to just put you onto a new fixed tariff straight away. That means that actually for people who don't want to have the hassle, and you know, some people don't, at least you know that you're being put on a tariff that is set and you won't be uh, affected by market fluctuations. So that's a good one. Um, on to our next story, which is about buses. So um, this week, 40 million pounds was grabbed by 20 local councils to clean up their old buses. And I think this is really great. So London's got some of it, obviously, but money's gone to Bristol, Oxford, Yorkshire, Newcastle, loads of others. And what they're going to do is they're going to retrofit buses. So most buses are diesel. They produce lots of uh, noxious chemicals, particularly uh, nitrogen dioxide. And what this money will go to is instead of saying, look, you know, obviously we'd like to move to hybrid buses or electric buses. And eventually we will. We've already got a few in London. We've got some hydrogen buses in London, but in um, other parts of the country, not so many. What this means is you just put a sort of device on the tailpipe and it extracts and reduces the amount of nitrogen dioxide. So at least it's a sort of 
in-between step to getting cleaner and cleaner transport. And whatever anyone says, buses are great, but they are really huge polluters because they're all uh, diesel beasts. So again, a good one. And finally in this section, story I really enjoyed, which was um, women in sub-Saharan Africa are leading a solar revolution. Uh, this is basically um, from data from a company called Phoenix, who supply solar panels and solar lights and things like that. Uh, unbelievably still, I mean, this is shocking, 80% of Africans have no reliable source of electricity. So, you know, they may have power, it may go. In the villages, that figure is really, really high. And so a lot of these people, and we did a couple of stories years ago about solar lamps. In fact, for um, Pre's uh, Nepal uh, um, earthquake appeal, we raised money for solar lamps. These things are great. They just go out there, they charge in the day, they allow people to use light at night for help them to cook, to see what's going on. It lets them charge phones, it does a lot. Um, what they found is that the women who only make up about 20% of their customer base are actually giving them the vast majority of referrals because they're talking to other ladies out there and getting the families involved in, in taking up this solar. So I think that's great and actually it shows you that A, we're flipping lucky uh, with the power we've got here but also it shows you that you know if you can give people something that's easy to use and you know uh, effective they will get away from burning things like uh, those awful stoves and you know coal fires that they use at present which are highly polluting so that is a good one and um, uh, fair pay to them to uh, keep that going on uh, more stories later in the hack hutch but now it's on to this week's viewpoint Now, we had a, um, a story this week which I thought was very interesting from Ernst & Young, now known as EY. Now, EY uh, held a uh, business breakfast and I sent Johnny along and you enjoyed yourself and you had some croissants, didn't you, Jonas? I had four croissants. He had four croissants, there you go. But that was the most important thing because what I was looking at is where we're going in the world of energy particularly in Europe and the things that may well happen very soon and they made sort of three predictions I'll play a video in a second to explain it through but basically what they were looking at is how we're changing in terms of our transport in terms of our sort of generation by ourselves which they called sort of decentralized energy so you and I having uh, solar panels in our houses or maybe in offices and we, we start putting power back in, and also the way that the grid will change. So uh, we interviewed uh, Benoit Lacroix, who is uh, uh, the head of, of their power and utilities side of things, and he gave three scenarios that they believe will be coming up. So let's hear what he had to say. We're seeing uh, a number of tipping points happening over the next 20 to 30 years. The first one being when decentralized energy production plus storage and that could take the form of solar plus battery uh, on someone's roof and someone in someone's garages, uh, being competitive with energy produced, uh, grid scale energy being produced by traditional energy uh, companies. So that's tipping point number one, when we establish that parity between centralized and decentralized and energy. Tipping point two is when uh, effectively from a mobility point of view and electrification of transport, we're starting to see a parity existing between electric vehicle and internal combustion engine vehicles. So basically, 
by 2025 to 2029, in the sort of next 10 years from now, we anticipate that there will be a complete parity in performance uh, and in price between the two different kind of, of vehicle. Typical number three happens quite a bit later in the sort of late 2030s and early 2040s um, in Europe, where we see the cost of generating electricity locally, so local generation, decentralized generation, being equivalent or cheaper to purely the cost of distributing and transmitting energy. So at that point in time, even if an central energy production is free, which it won't be, it will still be more expensive to buy it from a central grid than it will be from a decentralized system. So there you go, three scenarios. The first one is that, you know, we're going to have much more decentralized energy. And uh, I think that is absolutely already happening. It's certainly happening for the major sort of energy users who are multi-site. They've got loads of places, they have factories, they have installations so you can stick on solar panels and they'll be generating power. We did the story, Pre did it uh, last year um, where we went and did um, the largest floating solar farm, which was uh, off um, uh, a reservoir near uh, Heathrow. That's Thames Water using their space to generate power. And I think that decentralization of energy is definitely something that's not just, they're saying, you know, on the way, I think it's here. I think it's just gonna increase. And the most interesting one, um, is the one about the EVs. You know, within a decade, they're saying that they will have the ability to just either take out uh, the, the market for petrol and diesel cars or be equivalent in terms of everything, performance, range, the whole kind of charging infrastructure. And we're seeing it now around here. We had a charging post just outside the office for the first three years, no one used it. Now it's absolutely rammed. Every day there's someone with a very large Tesla using it. But in all seriousness, everyone's moving towards it hybrid cars they're really coming on, onto the fore and i think most people take that transition to hybrids and evs also so what does that report really say well in my view it tells you that what we know started with the sort of electricity market reform back in 2010 and has really picked up pace over the last two or three years is the fact that people are realizing it's cheaper forget the environment Everyone can go on about, oh, yeah, we should do it for the trees and the polar bears and all that. At the end of the day, the only thing that drives human behavior changing is money and what's happened. People are finding solar panels are cheaper, so they're putting in electric cars are cheaper, so they're buying them. You can actually generate power and you can sell it back so you can make money. So at the end of the day, that is what it is all about. Once we get renewable power becoming cheap and also becoming a form of revenue for people, undoubtedly it'll take off. And I think uh, the EY predictions are pretty accurate. What's your view? You can use the emails, you can use the old Twitter, you can get in touch, blah, blah, blah. You know the score. Please do so. <sighs> At last, there is no Johnny this week. She's back. We've been waiting for it. It's the Hack Hutch. Hello. Hi, everyone. You're back. Yep. It's been ages. It's been a while. We had to cope with Johnny. I think he did well, Johnny. He did well. <laughs> Are you mad? Are you mad? Were you watching it? Do you know what he was doing, Pri? No. He was destroying your reputation, destroying the reputation of this news organisation constantly. Anyway. I'm a bit late, but I just want to ask if everyone had a good um, long holiday, Christmas, New Year. Good yeah, you're only a month year. late, Pri. I had the long holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, thank you for your New Year wishes. Yeah. 
It could be right, Chinese so New Year. When's that? That's soon, isn't it? February. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, it's an early Hong Chao Fat Wow, or whatever it is. To our Chinese viewers. There you go. That was not racist. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, right, uh, your stories this week. Tell me yep, what you've been so looking at. First up, uh, one f we published today was about the energy superhighway in London. Okay. Uh, so this is National Grid's seven-year project, so a long project, one billion pounds worth. Um, and it was had a royal opening with uh, Prince Charles and the Dutch. So basically, it's, uh, it's going to be providing 20% of uh, electricity mm -hmm. for London. Um, and it's basically lots and lots of cabling underneath London streets. You would have thought they already had this. Yes, but it takes a long time to develop the project. So finally, seven years later, right. uh, it's officially... Will it make any difference to us? Uh, no, actually, so now the project's done, yeah. so nobody's going to notice anything. Basically, you're just going to get electricity to your homes and businesses. But it's a bit more reliable. It's away from kind of being gnawed at by rats or stuff yeah, like that. exactly. It's, so it's even, even George wouldn't go there. Of power cables inside a network of 32 kilometers of tunnels so Flipping pretty egg. big okay um next up is next up. The, uh department for transports crackdown on defeat devices so we all know emissions the cheating uh yep yeah. gate uh incident uh so basically what the government has said is it's proposing to um for those manufacturers who install these devices on cars uh, they will be fined, so unlimited fines and also criminal charges. So this won't include uh, jail time, but just criminal charges and fines. Uh, and the reason why the government is actually doing this is mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, the, the whole Volkswagen scandal, the government couldn't launch any legal action. So currently, according to law in the UK, uh, the government can't um, do anything about foreign manufacturers. Right. So now this is the uh, proposal they're considering to it shows you though issue. that if they're actually putting out a bit of law it shows you how much of this cheating has been going on then yeah well since the volkswagen scandal we've had a lot of other manufacturers have been doing this and i think last year the environment agency also found um sorry not the environment agency dot uh, the dot found yep. about uh, i don't know how many uh trucks yeah and lorries yeah that actually had these on uk roads so and of course, Johnny's issue. really keen on this because he talked about the monkeys last week or the week before <laughs> being oh, tortured. Yes. Enough. Um, and finally, and finally uh, news from today about the capacity auction. So yes. this is for delivery in 2021-22. Um, so gas uh, was a big winner. Yeah, it's uh, a big winner in this office as well, gas, isn't it? <laughs> Especially yeah, since exactly. I've been away. Yeah, exactly. You've been away. You've come back to a fog in this yeah lots of biogas um, uh, so gas is the winner Luna, obviously followed by nuclear and also interconnectors this year and this yeah. is the first time uh, that interconnectors are included in the auctions the interconnectors aha uh -huh. um so coal took a hit yeah uh because obviously the government is trying to phase out coal and the whole plan about the 2025 phase out uh and it was also a disappointment for battery storage developers because now that's interesting why do you think the battery stuff that because everyone was hoping that battery storage would get a real big boost because obviously we're having much more as i said earlier evs yeah. and companies using yeah. battery storage but it didn't get as much in the capacity auction. no because i think gas is still seen as the reliable conventional cheap. reliable and cheap source and battery storage is obviously we've got a lot of battery storage technologies but it's still on that developing phase so i think it'll be a few more auctions before it gets the 
a, a, a majority of the of the share. share. Okay. Anything else? And finally, if you have any stories for us, interesting ones or not, send it over to stories at energylivenews.com. You didn't need any prompting. You're a professional. You know what you're doing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, good. And hope you all have a lovely weekend. Ah, see, what, what a lovely person. Well done, Pri. Round of applause. Yeah, compared to what Johnny normally does. Uh, right, okay. I don't know what's happening. We're having some camera work going on at the same time. Uh, right. Uh, the diary. Let me show you what's happening this summer. So we're starting off with March. March the 22nd. We've got uh, Energy Live Consultancy Conference up in Manchester. And funny, we're just discussing there about uh, batteries. We will be looking at storage. We'll be looking at the whole sort of storage side of things, uh, particularly how it will affect brokers. So uh, don't miss that. If you're a broker, register for that. A lot of people already have. And we're pulling together the agenda very, very soon. We've got some good speakers already lined up. June the 7th is Energy Live Future. More about that in a moment. And then on the 28th of June, it is Telka, our uh, Energy Live Consultancy Awards, our award-winning Energy Live Consultancy Awards. Uh, but um, let me uh, just leave you before we go with this uh, invitation for Energy Live Future with our top, top man, uh, Baz Lansdrop, who will be our speaker on the day. He is the CEO of Mars One. And here's his message to you. Hello, I'm Bas Lansorp. I'm CEO and co-founder of Mars One. I'll be speaking at Energy Life Future in June in London, and I hope you will be there. I'll be speaking about Mars, about why we should go there, how we will go there, about how we will get energy on Mars. It's going to be an exciting event. Join us. All right, there's Bas Lansdorp. As I said, if you're an energy end user, a lot of you will be getting invitations. Freddie's scribbling them as, as we speak, aren't you, Fredo? Yep. So there you go, uh, June the 7th. Uh, only got room for 250 people, so when you get that invite, say yes, otherwise your space will go. Right, before we end, any shout-outs? Yep, from Kevin Corcoran. From Kevin Corcoran. Right, what have we got then? So, he's got two questions. Two questions, right, Firstly, go on. energy providers in Nevada are required to source 20% of the electricity from renewables. Energy providers in Nevada, 20% of the electricity from renewables, but yes. recently, geothermal contributed about half. Yeah, will go on. Will we be covering this in Las Vegas later this year? If so, will ELN be paying for my ticket? Will we be covering it in depth? Well, seeing as gas and you, Kevin, go together like, I don't know, peas and carrots, flatulence and bum cheeks, of course we will cover it. But uh, the fact that you're going to Vegas to blow money and you haven't told your wife about it, that could be something really tricky. And that might be her ringing right now, but I'll tell you one thing, it doesn't matter. I am not paying for your ticket. That's first part. Any other shout outs? So second question. Second Kevin. question from Kevin Corcoran, okay. The question we all want to ask. Yes. As a face of TV. Yes. A face for radio. Yes. Some may say a personality, a man of the people. Get on with it, Kevin. We all want to know. How will Mr. Bowes be spending Valentine's Day? How will Mr. Bowes be spending <laughs> Valentine's Day? Well, that's really interesting. What I was going to do is uh, take my lovely lady out for a vegan meal. And then we were going to an ashram to pray. Right, pray for your soul, Kev. And that is exactly what we'll do. 
what I'm going to be doing is none of your business. Frankly, I'll just be sitting at home, probably watching Altered Carbon, because George says it's quite good. There we go. One, uh, more, uh, one more shout out. One more shout out from Alex Holder. From Alex Holder. He says, Sick note. Shirt. Sick note, Alex. <laughs> love the shirt. Thank you. He's having a lovely day at home. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, do keep sending the shout outs. We've got about six viewers these days, so which is much better. Ten. We've tripled. Oh, we got ten, even better. Uh, right, just before we go, the story of the weekend, and finally, and this is it. It is, of course, the Tesla in space. O M G. Uh, now we've had a bet whether it's actually real or faked, like the um, the moon landings. Uh, George believes it's faked. Everyone else doesn't really give a damn but good good on him he managed to get the rocket up in space he got the car up and actually the pictures look flipping good don't they i think so are we going to sing the end of it then guys it's... go on <laughs> i love that they said oh let's sing the words Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> uh hang on i can't even see it where's it where's the lawyer? star man where is it i can't read any of that go on then it's a god awful small affair. It's a god awful small affair. To the girl with the mouse. To the girl. Go on. But her mummy is yelling. No. <laughs> <laughs> we are never going to win karaoke. Right. As they carry on, ladies and gents, have a great, have a great week. We'll see you again next Friday. Take care.